Hello, I'm Dr. Eileen Hale, the COO of Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers, a project of educators worldwide. We have the honor of having a special guest with us today for our series on technology. Alia Atia is an English assistant at a university in Cairo, Egypt, and she has been following us with our TTELT talks and participating as a workshop participant. We're so excited to have her present today, her presentation tips and technology with some new technology for all of us to learn from. Welcome, Alia. It's such a pleasure to have you join us today. Thank you for your warm introduction, Aileen. It's great to see you and great to be around you today. Yes, thank you so much. We have nice warm weather in Florida, even in <laughs> December. But uh, Yes, I can clearly see that. It's cold and wintry here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, tell us, Alia, how did you get in so proficient at technology and the tips that you're going to present for our listeners today? Can you give us a quick background of how you learned these skills for presentation tips that teachers might use in their classroom, integrating technology? Sure. So uh, basically, first of all, I'm the kind of person who loves presentations and public speaking. And that's what draw and what actually drew my attention to focusing more on how to contribute in both personal and collective growth when it comes to delivering presentations, because we do this every day. We deliver speeches, whether we know it or not, every day. And it does make an impact on the people we are addressing, but what matters most is how we do it. With regards to technology, actually pretty recently, when I started my job as a teaching assistant, one of the courses my professor has been teaching recently is to do with technology tools. And that actually captivated my attention even further due to the technological era we are all in right now, where it's very technology independent or dependent, let's say. That's where I started to explore more and more technological tools. And then I started realizing my love towards two tools, which we're going to explore soon together, that helped serve my passion for delivering presentations and public speaking. And that's where I am today. Wonderful. Okay, so let's jump into these great tools you have for us. Sure, let's go. Designing a presentation without an audience in mind is like writing a love letter and addressing it to whom it may concern. Do you agree? I, I agree. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> so let's jump on to some presentation tips we can use as teachers and learners. First and foremost, we have to identify who our target audience is. To whom are we writing this letter? After that, we will think of ways to captivate our audience, hook them. How can we do so? Instead of starting with, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Alia, I come from Egypt, and saying my whole background and life story, I can start with a question or a quote or a short story to grab their attention from the very start, from the very first slide even. After I've accomplished that, I then start focusing on the purpose of my presentation or my lesson or whatever it is, whatever message I am delivering to the audience. Is the purpose to entertain them or is it to educate them or is it to inform them about something, to motivate them? What is it? 
I need to specify this. And then finally, after presenting and delivering my content to my target audience, I need to leave them with a strong note, something that they would remember for a pretty long time. I could leave them with a wow, or a aha, or a hmm, or anything that they would take away with them along the way, instead of simply ending it with the traditional thank you, or thank you for listening. No, try to come up with something more memorable than this. That's so true. I think the majority of us end our presentations, even with a slide that says thank you in many languages or whatever. So exactly. I 100% agree. And exactly. if you, sorry to interrupt, if you focus it for the audience of your English students, can you specify how teachers could do this, even though they're presenting to a classroom of students that are learning English? So for example, Aileen, if you were teaching an English lesson about, or that includes a lot of vocabulary words, let's say, you could end it off with, what do you think? And then choose one of the most challenging or complicated words you have taught them in class and ask them, what do you think this meant again? Or could you please put this word in a sentence? Leave them off with a question to think about, to answer, or something, it could be a rhetorical question even for them to search for and answer later onwards during the future lessons. Now, more of that could be incorporated with the way the slides are being laid out. So for instance, Aileen texts, a lot of presenters cram their slides with lots of text. They're not really aware that this could actually distract your audience from the main message. And even worse, if they are in full sentences, this could easily mean that your target audience is just gonna simply read off the slide and you're going to all of a sudden become a ghost they're not going to listen to you if they can read what's on the slide then what's the point of listening to you then so you have to make sure to include bullet forms of text with only the essential or necessary information you want them to read out or see you have to also keep in mind that space and color are very important our eyes love to see some space if you picture a whole slide filled with information uh, you might get a headache very easily while sitting down. So be sure to use some space and space things out with visuals and text and so forth to make it more eye relaxing. And also remember that there are various learning styles that you're addressing. So having some visuals like images or short interactive videos which are relevant to the content you are delivering will help tie things together and connect them together more smoothly and to visualize what you're saying as well. Now, it's important also to mention that we should engage our audience throughout. Instead of basically having a form of one-way communication, you want your audience to get involved with what you're saying, with the, the message you are delivering. So have some games uh, within the presentation, include some pair work, some group work, uh, an interactive video, as you mentioned, some questions, a debate even. All of this could include some engagement throughout. And of course, always remember to draw a big smile on, around your face, because if you don't smile throughout and you simply frown or have a strict monotone voice, no matter how much engagement you include in your presentation, I don't think anyone would want to listen till the end. <laughs> An important fact here is also dress code, and this mainly applies to face-to-face -face settings. Wear no more than nine items. 
And by nine items, I really do literally mean nine. So if you have two rings on your fingers, that's two items. Imagine how many nine items you'd be wearing. So this would cause less distraction and also beware not to wear too flashy colors, okay? And no jingly jangly accessories that cause a lot of noise and this just distract your audience from the attention. Excellent. Thank you for sharing all those tips with us. Um, so in a traditional class, even um, when they're teaching English, let's say we're with our group of students, can you give one more example? Your vocabulary example was great of how they would actualize just a part of what you said. So visuals, for example, or if a teacher is using a PowerPoint in class just to have the bullet points of what they want them to learn for that day in class versus too much information. If you just wanted to expand in the context of English teaching, any one of those points? Sure. So one of the practices I also I also implied when I um, I applied this one I was an English teacher for primary one kids. We used to read a story together, and then after that I would actually let them act it out. So including drama and role play within. So what I would do is I would I could basically come up with a presentation slide and divide those characters into people who are actually with us in class, and they get to choose who they want to be. So this gives them a freedom of choice and it gives them some creativity, imagination and freedom to actually apply and role play the story they have read about throughout. And then those characters can be done in the form of pictures with the students' names underneath. That's one slide. The next slide could be split up into events. So you have the introduction of the story, for instance, and then you get to choose students or they get to choose who wants to be what or to do which event a part of the story. You don't have to do the whole story itself. And then this way, you're actually integrating role play and drama. You're testing their English speaking and listening and, and comprehension as well, because they're putting the story to life. And you're also doing it in a fun and creative way while integrating 21st century skills, such as, such as communication, creativity, self-expression, and so on, to help build their self-confidence along the way. I remember, Aileen, that I actually uh, once uh, delivered a presentation, but this was for the older age groups, for uh, graduate students, and it was talking about bad leadership. And how I presented this was in the form of a horror movie. <laughs> and I used one of those templates that were on, I think it was Slides Go or Canva, either or, which we're, which we're gonna look at shortly. And it just created a whole new atmosphere or mood, just to show us the power of the powerful tool of technology and presentations when delivering things like that. Wonderful examples. Thank you for giving us concrete tips like that. So uh, would you like to share the specifics, a little more specifics of SlideGo or VoiceThread for our listeners? Sure. So on to the presentation tools we have. There are several ones out there. I mean, you can try and explore them all if you wish. There's Prezi, SlidesGo, Google Slides, VoiceThread, Canva, Mentimeter. My favorite ones actually are SlidesGo and VoiceThread. Canva is also one of my favorites. I don't want to uh, undermine that. But and Canva and SlidesGo actually have similarities between them. They include templates that you can use for your PowerPoint presentations as well. They're downloadable. They're easy to use, very creative and colorful. Slides go, for instance, and under each there is a link you can easily visit. 
includes various templates depending on what what subject actually you're looking for. So if it's a business template, you can find several ones out there. If it's arts, if it's drama, if it's whatever subject you want, or you can integrate in your own presentation to match the content you want to deliver, you can feel free to choose whichever and download it later onwards as a regular PowerPoint or as a Google Slides. And it is a very easy to use platform, which gives you a huge variety of things. And you can also play around with the layout and everything. And in fact, this presentation I'm delivering right now was through the use of SlidesGo. So it can, you can get as creative as you want. The second one is VoiceThread. This is a bit different because it's mainly dependent on asynchronous communication. So let's say, for example, um, I come from Egypt, which is true, and I teach from here. Aileen is one of my honorable students, and she's in the US. I have other students from all around the world. See, we're all in different countries. There are different time zones for sure. So this is a perfect way of using VoiceThread. Due to its asynchronous form, anyone can access the presentation at any time and can comment on the slides that are present on it, if they have the link, of course, it's shared with them, through various ways. They can comment through text. So this helps the writing skills of English as well. Uh, they can comment through voice recording, so voice messages, audio. They can comment through videos as well, so they can actually see them and hear them at the same time through phone calls. There are several forms to do it. And this addresses the various learning styles of our um, audience, as well as helps them express in whichever way they feel most comfortable with while practicing their English language in the form of whether it be speaking or writing or listening because there's audio involved or whatever it may be. And you can actually reply to those comments as well and annotate as you go to what exactly you're referring to or want to draw your audience audience's attention to. So that's actually one of my favorites. Of course, there are loads of tutorials out there on YouTube, which you can go ahead and explore for yourself. And this link at the bottom over here includes more technology tools, not only presentation related, but various other forms, including game-based, communication-based, collaboration-based, and concept maps, which is also a form of presentation, if you may call it, and many more, which you can feel free to look into later onwards. It's wonderful to, I wanted to mention, if you don't mind sharing the, Links again is slideshow.com and voicethread.com, correct? For our listeners out there, if they are not visualizing, they can just hear again, and we will put these in our show notes, as well as canva.com. These are really exciting tools, which I'm excited to explore as well. And thank you for showing those to us visually. So we have the image of how the slideshow can be incorporated as well as being able to play with the voice thread, we will invite Alia back for a live workshop. So if you are excited about what she's presented today and want to learn more, we will be sharing upcoming time and date for her to share in depth with us and so that our participants can actualize some of these technological tools for presenting to your English language students live. So stay tuned as Alia will join us. Any uh, final words you'd like to share with us? We really appreciate your time today, Alia. Sure, thank you so much, Aileen. I just want to leave my fellow listeners with the following quotes. If you think presentations cannot enchant people, 
then you have never really seen a good one. And if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. And my favorite one over here, they may forget what you said, but they will never forget how you made them feel. So be sure our fellow listeners, whether you are teachers or learners, that you involve your audience with you and give them an experience to remember. Amen. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, I think you're going to be a fabulous leader. Alia is getting her master's in educational leadership, and I can tell already she's going to be a fabulous leader because it is how you make me feel in this podcast. I feel wonderful sharing this time with you and appreciate your technological expertise that you're sharing with all of our listeners. So we look forward to having you join us again for a live workshop. Thank you for your time today, Alia. Sure. Thank you so much, Aileen. It's been great. Thank you. Follow us on our website, ttelt.org, for prior and new upcoming podcasts. Our Facebook, TTELT group, Instagram at t.ttelt, and Twitter at ttelt1. Thanks for joining us today. Mm-hmm.